The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello. Welcome to Laughter Permitted. I'm Julie Foudy. I'm Lynn Ozawi. Our guest this week is the unanimous WNBA Rookie of the Year, Aaliyah Boston. I'm going to give a little spoiler alert for this episode because in it, Aaliyah describes the WNBA in a certain way. She describes it as big dog world, which (laughs) I found really interesting because whenever anyone asks me what it's like working with you, I just say, it's big dog world. (laughs) That's the first thing that comes out of your mouth. It's big dog world. Aaliyah was the number one overall pick this year for the Indiana Fever in the WNBA. And let's just say she had a stellar first season. Aaliyah led all WNBA rookies in points, rebounds, steals, blocks, and minutes per game. She also became the first rookie in league history to have at least 550 total points. So first, again, I will say that first rookie in league history to have at least 550 total points and 325 total rebounds in a season. And she was a starter at the WNBA All-Star Game. Simply put, Lynn, she (laughs) crushed. (laughs) Aaliyah also was, no surprise here, a total stud in college, leading the University of South Carolina to a national title. A natty in 2022 and winning the Wooden Award for Best Collegiate Player of the Year. She grew up in St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands, came stateside to pursue her basketball dream. And I'd say, I'm going out on a limb here, it's working out just splendidly well. So fun to chat with this young star and learn more about her. So get comfortable listening. It's Leah Boston. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives. And truly, we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason, Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And Honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women sports. And get this, along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. 
You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling all right, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. I think... One of the benefits of you being on TV is that it forces you to do things like hygiene. (laughs) (laughs) Like cool my hair. I personally, I personally enjoy the shower route. Do you? I think it's great. I'm with you. A long, hot shower? Exactly. Exactly. And then you get to wash your face and then you get the skincare routine Uh going like that. Yeah. I mean, I do that a lot. It's just the hair I don't want to do. Right? I can understand that. Yeah, I like I don't want to dry that. I don't. It I, does take a long time to dry some hair. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you got it. You're almost there. Coach me up. <laughs> You're gonna be good. You got it. Don't you even worry. You just put your mind to it. Turn the water on. Let's go have the towel ready. <laughs> Lather it up. Uh, okay, the first thing, Leah, we always do with the guests is we have them set the scene. So where they're at, what they're doing. All right, we are in Ojai, California. Ojai! And just had the ESPNW Summit. I was on a panel, so I'm super excited. And now we're here doing this cool podcast. Hey! <laughs> You're like, just what I wanted to do. Exactly, it is. No, it is. This is exactly what <laughs> I had in mind. Yes, exactly. For your last few hours. Yeah. When is the Aaliyah Boston podcast? coming out yeah oh real soon my mom has a podcast and so i guess i should probably do that what you have a podcast (laughs) did i not see that everyone say hi to my sister chrissy hi (laughs) what's your podcast name oh my gosh i gotta go find that that's awesome did you know that i did not oh she just started it she has like one episode out and the next the next two are like coming out soon Tomorrow, she says. Breaking it down with Boston. Can you give us some feedback when you're when we're done, please? <laughs> what you liked, what you didn't like, how we did. We'll take pointers. <laughs> um, That's amazing. Yeah, that is crazy. Because I'm seeing it looks like you're getting into broadcasting. That's yes. That, and you seem like a natural for it. Thank you. That's my goal. I mean, when I got to college initially, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had my mindset on like all these different things. And my AU coach talked to me. He was like, "You love talking." You love talking. What better way than to just talk about basketball? And from since he said that, and I started talking about basketball, not like for anything serious, just in general, I really started to see how it comes to me. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So I was like, my major is going to be mass communications, going to focus on broadcasting journalist, and it's here we are. And good for you for actually choosing that major. <gasps> I chose pre-med, the dumbass that I am. <laughs> Pre-med. Yeah, exactly. Anytime someone tells me like they're pre-med or a science or anything, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You guys are smart. I'm like, not. Good for you. I'm not. <laughs> good for you. I know. <laughs> Why? Well, you Angela, stress. Angela got into med school. Yeah. And, I sh- and then I was like, wow. and then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't even want to do this. <laughs> well, you know what? The great thing is you didn't do it. Exactly. Because what? You know, I couldn't even imagine. Like once you get down that yeah, road, you're like, you're yeah. too far gone. You know why my parents were like, 
do you really want to do this? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and they didn't. Most parents would be like, well, you're too far down this road. Yeah. You're going to be a doctor. Of course you're going to be a doctor. Go, go, go. They were like, then get the hell out of there. I was like, thank you. See, there you go. You were able to just do it. Look uh-huh. at that. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for you. I am so thrilled to have the opportunity to talk with you because I have been watching you in Final Fours and I feel like I have been hanging on at the end of a thread at times watching you and I do want to bring up the 2023 Final Four and watching South Carolina you take on Iowa and Caitlin Clark and company in the Final Four to me that was the championship game that was one of the best college basketball games I've ever watched. It was the type of game where I didn't want anyone to lose. I wanted you to both win. I wanted you to both get (laughs) national championships. And when I was done watching that game, my thought as a fan was that game just propelled women's college basketball 10 years into the future. And now you have come off an incredible WNBA season. Obviously this last finals for the WNBA has been stellar. Mm Do you feel like women's basketball is at a tipping point or on the brink of just just skyrocketing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think even just looking at the the viewership for the college season this this past year, it was like everyone was tuned in. It didn't matter who was playing. When it was like super big games, everyone was tuned in. I mean, it was it's really exciting. And then you have like us playing against Iowa and then Iowa playing against LSU in the championship. Everyone's watching those games. And I think the great thing about it is having those players develop fans from all over the the world and then they decide okay I'm gonna enter the draft now now they're in WNBA it's not like those fans are stopping like they're not oh I'm only an Aaliyah Boston fan at South Carolina no now it's I'm an Aaliyah Boston fan now she's with the Indiana Fever um and so I think that's the great thing about it is we're developing viewerships but those viewers are staying you know they're staying as we continue to get to the next level, which I think is important. And then you even see it with the WNBA finals this year, the aces versus Liberty. I mean, most watched game in 21 years, you know, it's, it is so amazing. And I think it just shows where we're going to continue to grow because I mean, the talent's not slowing down. Like it is not slowing down. Everyone wants to be the next, the next player that they see in the league. You know, you can say everyone wants to be the next Candace. Even now Asia just won finals M- MVP. You can say you want to be the next Asia. You want to be the next Ali. I mean, it's just people are setting goals of where they want to be and who they want to play like. And I think that just means that we're just continuing to grow. Yeah. There's just something in the air about this past year with women's hoops. And it is kind of interesting to think back. The final four does feel like about two years ago because then you went directly to the right, yeah. to draft, directly to Indiana Fever. And had a whole season. Had a whole season that ended in rookie. That's a long ass year. You needed Ohio. Need- <laughs> now that I look back, I'm like, she hasn't stopped. Yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't stopped because I mean, when you look at it, when we start preseason starts in. September, October, you have preseason of college basketball, and then you have the season November to April, and then and then you have April to the end of the playoffs. So it did seem like though you made a seamless transition. What has this past WNBA season been like for you? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's definitely been a learning curve. I think 
um, I had I set my goals down prior to um, the season. Um, I prayed on it. I just wrote, you know, that I want us to win more games than the Fevers won. And in two years, I want to win Rookie of the Year um, and stuff like that. And I really just prayed on it. But I went into the season understanding that God has prepared me for it. Everything mm-hmm. that um, I've been able to do basketball-wise, experiences that I've been able to gain, that he has prepared me for what I'm about to do. And so going into the season, I just tried to do what I do best, just continue to play my consistent basketball and just be able to adapt to what comes with being in the league. What's the biggest difference? I definitely say the physicality, especially as a post player. I mean, like I'm going up against girls that are taller, older, a lot more experienced, not just in the league, but overseas. And so being able to finish through contact, understand that not every time I think I get fouled, it's going to be called a foul and just being able to move on. But also being able to grow mentally because in college, I mean, I was able to, over time, I was able to adapt, but I felt like the way games come in the league, I mean, it's quick. You need to be able to adapt and be able to figure things out quicker than you do in college because, I mean, you have, like, as a rookie, you're like, okay, you know, this is your first year in college. You know, this is this is what's happening. These are the steps. But yeah. in the league, it's kind of like you're – it's big dog world, and you need yeah. to figure out how to get to a big dog in the next two games. And well, so that's that. what I <laughs> tried you to do. You got there in the first game, actually. <laughs> Um, I love that mom is here with you at Ojai because you grew up, of course, in St. Thomas yes. in the Virgin Islands. And then, um, and, oh, I, and we have this picture of you where you're two feet taller at nine years old than every boy oh on gosh. the court. Have you well, seen? How did you get that picture? <laughs> Isn't that my mom's Facebook? Hold on, hold on. She needs, I'm going to tell her to delete her Facebook, like the whole just, account. Because that's best. insane. Because this is what I'm talking about. Why does she think Wait, okay, that that's that? okay? Oh, I can see. You know what I can also see? I can see my socks. I think that's a crime that parents <laughs> allow you socks. to wear socks up to your knees. I think it's I think a it's look. A, I think, I think you're rocking it. For every athlete. But I mean, this is a joke. I feel like you could have been a soccer player with those socks, I, actually. I probably could have. But the, I didn't like the heat. <laughs> I don't like I being mean, outside in the sun, so I definitely couldn't do it. That, wow. I, when I saw that picture. That's on her Facebook. I know it is. It's, I've seen it there. It's precious. She's tagged me. I was every, like, oh my gosh. Every couple of years when Facebook gives you a memory, she like reshares it. I'm like, girl, give it up. There's so many other pictures you can use, but does she? No. I guarantee you that's like two scrolls down. I, on her I Facebook. need to hear about this decision when you're 14. The courage to say, okay. I need to move to the States and live with my aunt. Yeah. So, I mean, we were, we were super young. I think my my sister was about 14 and I was about 12 when we decided to. Oh, you were 12. Yeah. My sister was 14. Yeah. And we decided it it was kind of like, that wasn't the initial plan. I mean, our initial plan was to just go to the States and look for somewhere where we can play summer basketball. But the team we were looking at at the time, they were conveniently like seven minutes away from where my aunt lived. And all of a sudden, and like my mom was like, and I say my mom because my dad was like planning on us coming back home from the summer. And my mom was like, I think not, you know, like we're, yeah. she was like, do you guys want to stay? And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I mean, I'm 12. My Alexis is 14. Like, sure. Why, why not? Why don't we just stay? And, and then it, it turned out to be the best decision ever because I think it just allowed us to gain so much experience, so much exposure for basketball and academics, of course. And now here we are. Yeah, but to make that leap at 12 and say, okay, I'm going to leave the islands and my parents. Yep. Mind you, you are with your aunt and yes. your sister. But still at 12 years old to go, okay, this is – and to have the vision to say, this is what I want. Yeah. For me, I mean, I just knew that 
I honestly, for me, I, I feel like I say this all the time when it came to like making the actual decision, I was cool. I didn't have no problems. I'm like, really? yeah, I, let's just go. I don't care. It seems cool to, to move to the States. Like why not? I don't think I really understood at the time the magnitude of it, like leaving my parents, leaving my grandparents, leaving the place that I grew up. I was kind of just looking at it as like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like I'm going to be living in the States and it's cold there. Though. I know. Well, let me tell you our first winter in Massachusetts <laughs> was the worst new England winter as oh, a whole. And that didn't scare you off. I, at first I thought it was cool. I was like the first two minutes. I was like, Oh my gosh, the snow is yeah, falling. Is. The first two minutes. And of then snow I was like, it's time to go exciting. back inside. <laughs> Let's go. Let's put a coat on and some boots. Did you hit a bomb cyclone or it nope. was a nor'easter of it, some sort? Listen, all I know is the snow kept coming mm -hmm. and I was inside. Right. Well, which is a great place to be for a basketball player. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I always liked winter because I mean, it was basketball season. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you when you got to the States, obviously, when you're two feet taller than every nine-year-old boy in <laughs> St. Thomas, right? You probably, there's probably a big difference when you get to the States. But did you think, oh, I, I'm good enough to make it? Or did it take a while to get you there? I mean, personally, I've always had the confidence to say that, okay, you know, like I have this thought, like, let's do it. Like I, I've never really lacked confidence in a sense. And so when I got to the States, it was more about just finding, finding that, like what it takes to get to where I want to be. I mean, since I started playing basketball at nine, I always said, I'm going to go to college for free and I'm going to play in the WNBA. And it's honestly been like, I've said it since the beginning of time. And so for me, it was really just about now working hard. You're in the position where you you can get seen. I mean, we played for an AU team, IXL, and they took us to these tournaments that college coaches come. And so we would travel and then coaches and that's when like coaches started reaching out. And I was like, yep, this, this looks about right. This is exactly how I needed everything to work out. But God is good because he's just put us in these positions. And here we are at doing this podcast after I came out college for free and made to WNBA. What was it about South Carolina that made you want to go there? Yeah, I mean, I loved Coach Staley. When we came on the visit, it was like everything couldn't have went like more perfect. I know that's the point of visits. You know, you make everyone like, oh, this is the spot. But it really was. <laughs> and after like all my visits concluded, just talking and praying about it, um, it was really it was really clear that that was the spot for me. And Coach Staley never promised anything. Like she never promised I'm going to be a starter. She never promised I'm going to come in here and play 30 minutes a game. She said, you know, you come in here, you work hard. I'm going to help get you to where you want to be. And I think that was really important because in, in a sense, like it was on how much work I want to put in, how dedicated I was to going to the league, being a number one pick, be being rookie of the year and so I think that's what separated her from all the other coaches was just her ability to say that you know like she's in this with me and she's yeah. going to just help me get to where I want to be yeah. how much of impact of an impact was it to see Asia Wilson play at South Carolina I mean really cool I mean I think that was one of the biggest reasons that a lot of us especially in our class went there I mean they had just won a championship um Asia rookie of the year number one pick like just being that dominant player and especially for me being a post player I mean that's what you want to see you want to see people in your positions um going that go to potential schools you're looking at see where they are and understand that you have that same goal and that it's kind of like okay well she did it I can do it too, you know, like Coach Staley helped her, she can help me too. So that's, that's definitely what it looks like exactly from my point of view. One of the things I find so interesting about that is that you could have very easily been compared to Asia. And I didn't see a lot of that 
when That's you were I shut it down did you I shut it down how did you shut it down well because everyone wanted to make that comparison yeah and they would say you know Asia did this and I always said you know I don't want to be the next Asia I want to be Aaliyah and I think so it kind of made it hard for people to compare when I wasn't really looking for a comparison mm -hmm. it was more about I'm coming into my own I want to be the next Aaliyah Boston and be able to have my own space in that way and so I think it just made it really hard for comparisons now they would always say like oh well Asia was able to do this and now you're kind of in a category with her which I think is pretty dope because Asia is a special player but I just I just love that I was able to say I want to be Aaliyah Boston and people especially in South Carolina and the media were able to respect that without making everything the Asia Leah comparison. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. I don't think I would have had the courage to say that. <laughs> no, I do because I, it's hard. I mean, yeah. already being a post player coming after Asia, like that's hard. That's hard yeah. within itself. I mean, Asia had records. I mean, she won a championship there. So she's got a statue. A statue. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> she's got a statue. It's a really so nice it's one. like, how can I, you can't try to compare. I haven't even, this is yeah. day one on campus. Yeah. I haven't done anything yet. I, that, you know, that is, as Dawn said, you are an old soul. That is a very wise old soul move that she's been quoted as saying that about you. Yeah. Like to have the courage and, 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 to understand the nuance of that, of like, yeah, no, let's not go down this path. <laughs> no. Well, not, again, you know, as I said, I've, I've, I have followed, I followed your college arc, and what I saw is you were you. You seemed very comfortable in your skin and continue to be that way. And I did wonder, I, wonder, I, I wondered if it was Coach Daly, if she helped you say, I want you to be the best Aaliyah that you are. Was there any of that or would you say it just was you early on saying like, yeah, no, I'm going to be me. And I think it was me early on saying I'm going to be me. But I do think Coach Staley allowed me to be me. And I think that's really important. Like even down to like anything I thought, like Coach Staley let me be the goofiest, like silliest, making a joke out of everything person. And she never tried to put me in a box in that way. So I do think it's a little bit of both. Like I came in with the confidence of I'm, I want to be me. I don't want to change for anyone. And she was also like, okay, that's what you want to do. Then I'm, I'm in your corner. You do that. And I think even something down to like my hair color, like I change my hair color quite often. I know other people at different programs, different places that they can't have crazy colors in their hair. And I know that sounds silly. And I know that sounds like, what do you like? That doesn't, that, that shouldn't matter. But it does when you're coming into your own. Like I came into college as a 17 year old, you know, who, who knew that changing my hair color would have been such an important part of who I am, a part of my brand. And if coach Daly from day one said, oh no, your hair has to be one color right. and that's it. It can have been a different thing, you know, like there are some young girls, young black girls that are inspired by me, but something that sticks out about me is my hair color, right. you know? So it could have been harder for them to say, oh, I really like her if me and the next person next to me have the same hair color. But no, I right now have red, you know? So it's kind of like, oh, I like her with the red hair. And then they come into find, figuring out who I am, what I do. And I think that's definitely a difference. So Coach yeah. Daly never, she never limited me in that, which I think is great. But I think also me just having the confidence um, really helped the whole thing and the fact that coach staley even when you chose orange right before university oh my Tennessee. gosh let me tell you guys she was not happy i'll tell you she came up to me was it it was either before or after the game and she was like we better win she was like you think oh, this is a do you have like a don staley impression what I did mean, she sound like in that moment i i don't even 
it was kind of like i think hers was kind of like she didn't really move her mouth it was more of a we better win you know like there wasn't it wasn't there wasn't much movements there wasn't much jokes it was a why would you get your hair done aren't well in my defense my hair girl alana i love her alana i hope you're listening i please i'll honestly tag you in this she picked like she would decide the hair color we would do like i never had any idea she would kind of just think of combinations and we would go in but that entire week i remember telling my my family i was like y'all i think my hair is going to be orange and they were like what i'm like i don't know what's telling me my hair is going to be orange and they were like well do you want to tell Alana orange is off. Like if she was thinking about orange, like we can't do it. I'm like, no, because I never mess up anyone's mojo. If that's your mojo, if Alana thought orange was what needed to happen, then orange was going to happen. And I showed up and you won't believe she said, we're doing orange. I was like, take me out the chair. I was like, we have to go home. She was like, what happened? I was like, nothing girl. Just braid. Oh, you didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. And then she saw it on Twitter after the game against Tennessee, she was like, Aaliyah, why didn't you? T-? I'm like, girl, I had a great game. <laughs> yeah, what, exactly. what if my hair what was, was different color? Like, well, how would, like, how would we know? Like, if my hair was a different color, would we have won? You don't know. So that's why <laughs> I don't mess up anyone's mojo. Wait, wait you, your game was, was ridiculous. I had good. a pretty good game. I, I knew. I think you had a triple-double in I, that game. I wish I did. I hope so. That sounds great. That <laughs> really sounds great. Because I remember great. reading Don Staley was like, Okay. That sounds great. You I mean, she wasn't happy. We play and of then Tennessee. you know it's the whole like orange with Clemson too. So it was really some beef because you know that's in-state rivalry and here I am, orange hair. It was it was a time. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Did you say this is South Carolina trending towards South Carolina red? Oh, can no. we even go there? No. Mm-mm. That's because I mean South Carolina, I mean yes, because it's the same family. Now they point, see it, yeah. But it's, it's like super bright. I always yeah, go for like bright you want to be seen like that's that's my goal yeah why is that just because of the message just because like why not you know like if you i mean usually every time someone sees me their first question is oh my gosh you're so tall do you play basketball when instead it might be oh my gosh your hair you know so okay i love your hair that's i know you just blew my mind because (laughs) the number one question like well you should do that here are the questions you (laughs) i don't need to tell you How tall are you? How tall? It's always how tall. How are tall you? are you? I start saying I'm five five. They're like, I know you're not. I'm five five. You know what five. I've done sometimes? Five twelve. Oh my gosh! <laughs> They're probably sitting there like, wow, that sounds good. That like, sounds like a really I, good. Did height. I just blow that person's mind? And then also, did you play <laughs> basketball? I mean, I'm in my forties and I'm getting asked that question. It's like <laughs> you do look are like there, you're twelve though. <laughs> are, there, are there any other questions you have for tall people in general? So that just yeah, that distract is, him. Yeah, you just get them by the hair. They're like, oh my gosh, your hair is so nice. Crazy and then dude. they might get to the basketball question, but sometimes we just end up <laughs> talking about my hair, how long it takes, the color I'm going to do next. And I'm like, all right, have a great day. <laughs> Good, talk. Good talk. Good <laughs> talk. So smart. Yep. I wonder what I could do. <laughs> just to say, like, you look tall. What would make me look tall? And they'd ask me. I would love people to ask me how tall I am. I don't get that. Stand on a, a <laughs> yeah. footstool. <Stilts. laughs> stilts high heels i never have thought about the other side of it that there are people out there who yeah, would like to be I asked how tall are like, you okay that actually gives me a good you? perspective yeah. that it's it's not as awful Look at you. i'll just say it is the type of thing where if, if 
Probably Lee and I had a nickel for every time we were asked how tall you are or do you play basketball. I'd really be making some bank just off that question. Agreed. It's common. It is so common. And we normal sized people need to stop asking that question. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Like get beyond that. Like it's the obvious question. Don't do it. Oh my gosh, how tall are you? Six four. Oh my gosh. And then they usually tell a story like, Oh my gosh, my uncle was six three, but I got the short end of the stick and I'm like, ha ha nice 20 bucks if you say i don't care 20 bucks i'll go for 40 and then all of a sudden i tell you i'll say that and then all of a sudden it will click in their head that i play basketball and they'll take me to social media i just met yeah boston in the store she told me she did not care about my story and now (laughs) now i'm getting text messages Aaliyah, go find her apologize i'm like i can't I did it for 20 bucks. That's good. 20 bucks. Jules made me. (laughs) I think we could have an entire therapy session on that. So I will move on. What has Indianapolis been like? Yeah, it's been great. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of another South Carolina because like we're downtown. So there's things to do, but it's also like kind of quiet, which I like. So I'm a homebody. I like to be inside. I'm not really outside. Let's find all these crazy activities. So I love that. But even just playing um on the team has been great like you see our people walking downtown they're like oh my gosh i'm coming to your game Mm -hmm. and so nice to just see the fan base continue to build back up to where it was um but it's been great i like i love indy we have a lot of love for tamika catchings on this podcast have you encountered her much oh absolutely absolutely i mean she's stopped by all the time but she's always like we're always texting she's like if you need anything i'm always here she'll text me how are you doing checking in um, and so it's really nice, especially everything that she's accomplished in Indiana, but with the game itself, it's like having someone like in your corner like that who can help you get through tough times um, when it just comes to basketball or just figuring out how to deal with things. It's like that's that's pretty dope, especially just her being who she is. You both are very similar, actually. Agreed. I get the same vibe from both of from both. Well, that's of great because she was winning and she was killing. Yeah. So I well, but like beyond just her being such an incredible athlete she's just one of the best humans yep. out there she's really right? nice i mean from yeah. the moment that we connected it was it was really great yeah she's a love is there something that does ground you that you go back to that keeps you centered and keeps you close to who you are yeah i think just one my family foundation like i think my parents uh, we grew up in the church and so having that foundation of of god and just keeping him um first has i think kept me grounded but also just having their support i mean my parents and all my family, like my grandparents, my aunt, um, has never like tried to change who we are, um, what we like to do and things like that, which I think is great because it has never made me felt like I needed to change who I am to adapt to the person next to me or to adapt to people um, and what they're about, which I think is really great. And so I've kind of just continued to be myself and Honestly, it's okay if you're not everyone's cup of tea. I feel like that's really big to understand that not everyone's going to like what you did because, I mean, if you try to please one person here and you try to please someone else another time, like, you're just changing slowly what you're about. Yeah. Um, and I think that that can affect a lot more than you think because you're not really able to be who you are. And so, I mean, I just try to do that. ready to flex your competition muscle oh gosh all right let's i know see. it's the off season so let's this see. might and you're going on a little break to the virgin islands yes. so this would be a little uh pre-break <laughs> comp 
against do it. Julie. Oh, gosh. Every podcast, we play a trivia game called the Lynn Game. The most important part of the game, though, is the squeaky toy, especially when we're in real life. Oh, wonderful. IRL. You have to squeak in with an answer. So you have two choices here. Trivia stresses me out. I, I always overthink my answer. Oh, gosh. Here we go. You've got either the pink fuzzy bunny or the tennis ball. Let's go tennis ball. Okay. Every Lynn game has a different theme. This theme is taller ballers. Oh. All questions are about basketball players who are six feet taller oh, this or six oh, feet yeah. or above. This really feels inherently unfair. It's multiple choice. But you have a shot. I paid attention to sh shorter athletes, then it would be unfair True. for me. True. Facts. So we're going to stick with that. That's okay. what I do. Okay. So if I don't get an answer right, don't basketball. be. Okay. It could have been just tall athletes in general. No, it has to be basketball. <laughs> They're mostly basketball players. So I just switched to all basketball <laughs> as I did my Googling. Squeak in whenever you think you know the answer. Oh, gosh. Please don't all multiple choice. Ooh, here we go. Question one. Lisa Leslie is the first player to dunk in a WNBA game. Who is the second player to do it? Is it A, Candace Parker, B, Diana Taurasi, or C, Brittany Griner? Aaliyah. Oh, shoot. I was not expecting BG right there. Um, Candace. Correct. Woohoo! Uh, I, I was like prepping my. Yeah, you would have went for BG? BG. No, that sounded great, but I knew it was Candace. I tried to trick you. <laughs> One point, Aaliyah. Question two. What is the I name? I keeping score already. <laughs> love it. Question two. What is the name of Tamika Ketching's tea shop in Indianapolis? Is it A, tea time, B, all about tea, or C? C. Because <laughs> I know it's not those two. Correct. <laughs> well, yes. Well, okay. I thought, I thought oh, we had. I thought we had the rule of waiting till all answers <laughs> no, were asked. You could squeak in whenever she said it. She said did, it out was loud. did you say that? I no, you did not say that. I think I rules. I, well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna have to let's check. Just, we're, let's we're gonna just have to check that answer. Let's wipe that answer. Let's wipe that answer. I'm gonna have to check the tape. I was waiting. I was squeak ready. It's all about the tea, right? Squeak in whenever you know the think oh, you great. know the answer. Great. After the score is one to one. Oh, I love the competitiveness. Yes, Here we go. On. Here we go. Question three. What two WNBA teams has Elena Deladon played for? Is it A, the Mercury and Sky, B, the Sparks and Sun, or C, the Sky and Mystics? C. Yeah, I knew. Correct. I, I did you the. Yeah, I, I waited because I, I knew it was C. But, we don't but have that's to not wait. who I am. But that's <laughs> not who I am. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> two to one. Thank you. We don't have to wait. <laughs> For the record, I'm getting in on that C. If it's a C. Question four. But I got what it. did Neka Agumake study at Stanford? Is it oh, A, English, B, psychology, or C, biology? B. Correct. That sounds like something. Can you, can you remind me what B was? <laughs> Psychology. Great. That sounds like something I would do as well. So that sounds That's great. That's it too. Aaliyah, congratulations. <laughs> I'm a winner. Most pressing questions. Are you ready, Aaliyah? Yes. Your older sister, Alexis. Yes. Who went and played basketball with you. Yes. 
when she came to the States, right? Mm-hmm. She also played. What Correct. is she doing now? She's now in St. Thomas and she works um, as a teacher. She teaches math. Fun oh. fact. She loves math. I can't wait for her to hear me say that. And then she also works um, as like a, what's a server at a restaurant. So and she loves she's that. Back in Saint she's back in St. Thomas. And did she go back right after high school or was after it? college? Oh, okay. After college. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I got this question from South Carolina social media and Julie and I debated it a couple of seasons ago. Does a straw have one hole or two? It absolutely has two. And I know people might say one, but it doesn't make any sense. It has two because if I block off one, the other one doesn't work, which means it has to have two. Yes, it's a tunnel. and No, it's two. Thank you. I can't remember what our response was. So we both said one. And I was thinking about it. Did we? Yeah, I was. Because think- I really like that answer. <laughs> I was, I was thinking on like, it. Yeah. I was thinking on it some more because if you have a straw and you plug one hole, it becomes a pixie stick. So it has to have two. It holes. has to have two. That's what it's I'm saying. Two. And everyone's yeah. like, it has one. No, it doesn't. It doesn't just have do you one have any- hole. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Is this cinnamon roll a donut? <laughs> Fried cinnamon roll. Ooh, no. I think it's its own being. You, the fried ones. Yes, I think it's its own thing. It has to be. A oh yeah. a donut. We can't be friends. What? You think it's a donut? Yeah. Why would you think it's a donut? Because um, anything that's fried, even by donut experts, which I ask a lot. Well, my that means bad. an owner of any donut shop. I should have texted one yeah. right before <laughs> you asked. This I don't question. know if you know any donut experts. No, but I can't say I all, do. Every donut shop owner, I'm like, is that cinnamon roll a donut or? And they're like. It's a donut. It's fried. I was like, thank you. Do you think it's biased that you ask donut Absolutely. shop owners? Perhaps. They just want to sell the donut. <laughs> it's whatever. I need a controlled experiment. <laughs> With placebos. We cover the hard-hitting topics okay. on this podcast, Aaliyah. High, low, cheer. The high of your career, the low of your career, and the cheer is for someone you're grateful who's helped you along the way. Okay, the high of my career... I'm going to say winning a national championship and also winning rookie of the year. The low of my career, I would say not winning two more championships in college (laughs) because we did make it to the final four both those times. And then the cheer, I definitely just give it to my entire family um, just because of how supportive they are. I mean, my mom came on this trip. She probably came to see Ojai, to be honest, but I mean, it's okay. Um, so I definitely say my entire family because they're always supportive. I mean, we have a family group chat and they're always texting in there, talking about games, talking about different stuff. So I definitely say all of them. How often did they get to Indianapolis? Um, my parents, my mom was able to come a couple times. My dad definitely came for opening game. Um, I think they're going to try to be able to come like my aunts and stuff, hopefully next year. Um, but yeah, they, they try to make it or they'll come to other games. Like when we play different places, like Connecticut, my aunt definitely comes down Atlanta. I have an aunt in Atlanta. So yeah. The aunt you live with is still in, in, in Mass. Worcester. Yeah. Yep. So Worcester. she'll come down Worcester. Worcester. Said it right. Yeah, I'm you proud did. Of myself. You did. <laughs> Thank you for amongst all of this craziness yeah. and having hardly any time and on your way back to St. Thomas. Thanks for spending the of time. Of course. Thank you guys. This was awesome. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Leah was fun. And when we were done recording, she said we were dope. Yeah. It felt very serendipitous.
We are dope. That might go on my LinkedIn page. Aaliyah Boston <laughs> said we were dope. Said we're dope. Takeaways, Lynn. You want to go first? Jules, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> my takeaway is that I was so impressed with how grounded she is for mm-hmm. such a young star. Yeah. Very grounded, very comfortable in her own yeah. skin. And I mean, to to have done what she's already done and uh, and have had the success she's already had and uh, to be so lovely was mm. very refreshing. So yeah. uh, I think she's going to crush it in broadcasting because it takes decades for people to be that comfortable in their own skin. And so I think she's going to be great in the broadcasting world when she... You know, she, I know she's doing some of that, but when she officially turns to that, and I hope she does. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I'll echo that sentiment. That was my takeaway as well, is how comfortable Aaliyah is being exactly herself. Orange hair, don't care. And another takeaway I will say, Jules, is that you opened my eyes to the fact that it's not the worst thing in the world to be asked how tall I am. No, I would love that. I never considered your perspective as a shorty. And here's the thing. <laughs> I don't even see you as short. I really don't. Yeah. I think I have height blindness. And frankly, it's because I think I see you as a big dog. <laughs> big dog. Uh, you know, I, I like to say I'm 5'6". That's impressive. Oh, God. Five, five and three quarters, I lie about it. Although, to be fair, Aaliyah says she's 6'5 and all her media stuff, so she said she was 6'4. Everyone lies. In basketball, you definitely give yourself an inch Another when you put on inch. the basketball At shoes. Least. For sure. At least. Yeah. yeah, true. Common practice. Questions permitted. What do we got? This question comes from... Kelsey Trainer, friend of the pod, who every Aww. just about every season I ask Kelsey for Kelsey a question because she just asks some really good ones. And I do want to give a shout out to her merch line. She started the Invest in Women merch line. Yeah. I rock really a good. t-shirt uh, yeah. occasionally on the pod from it. In fact, I was wearing her t-shirt during this interview. Jules, yeah. I even ordered one for you that I've yet to give you. Mm. So thank you. Yeah, Very you're thoughtful. welcome. Maybe I'll remember to give it to you at, at some point. So Kelsey asks, are fake plants in the house a no-no? <laughs> God, I love her so much. <laughs> and I love I love the phrasing, a no-no. <laughs> I mean, this is the shit that goes deep. I love it. Uh, okay, so I actually have a lot of thoughts on this, Kelsey. I knew you, you would. That. Yeah, because, you know, I like my plants. I love putzing in the backyard with my plants. And so I used to think that fake plants in the house were a no-no. However, there are some exceptions. Okay, because I used to try and put real plants in my kids' rooms. Bad effing idea. <laughs> Bad idea. Never live. They kill them. It's like this dead 
weed hanging on the wall or whatever it is hanging from the ceiling so you can't do that so in the guest bedroom for example where you're just not upstairs looking at it remembering to water it so i have gone with real plants downstairs with a few exceptions there to be to be fair uh like small little plants that i can't water every week that i'll go sometimes if they look really good they look i mean the, the worst is if they look fake and then you put it up don't do that do not do that. But if they're small and they look they look real, do that. So um and but the kids' bedrooms, you gotta go, you gotta go with fake succulents or whatever you wanna do. Um, but yeah. So I would say they are not a no-no, but if you're like in the space where you're living with them all the time and you can water them, go for real. Mm-hmm. Because you know that creates a healthier environment in your house as well. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. I, 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 I second it. Yeah, I fully endorse right. that answer. Would you like mm-hmm. to expand on your succulent garden? Oh, my gosh. Um, That is the thing. I come home from a trip. I'll be gone. It's not even like, okay, of course, Swaggy. I'm like, Swaggy! I don't even like seek the kids out or my husband. I go straight to my succulent garden. How is it doing? And then I and then I pull out the dead stuff. Then I, you know, I kind of sometimes have to like snap them off and re. re that's the thing about succulents; you just snap them off and re, replant them. Mm. There's, it's so great, it's so great, and yeah. you barely have to water it. Ugh, I love my succulent garden. Yeah. Don't tell my kids that. That succulent garden might be one of your top achievements, if not the top achievement of 2023. Yeah, I'm gonna take a picture. We'll post it. People will be jealous. Thank you. I'm proud. And thank you to Kelsey for that fantastic question. (laughs) I would like to say if you have a question, an easy way to ask it is to shoot us an email at laughterpermitted at gmail.com. And thank you as well to our dopest of villages. We sure do appreciate y'all hanging with us, of course, and... A reminder, as always, if you like what you're hearing, please bring more friends into our fabulous village. If they're not here already, it means the world to us when you subscribe, rate our podcast, leave a comment, do it all. That really does matter. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Ally and Dick's Sporting Goods, for their continued support. We ask that you support them because they are supporting women in this space. And, of course, to Kate Diaz for our theme music, which she wrote and composed. And as always, kids, remember, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. It's big dog world.